Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. This is Dave and Rob getting ready for the week ahead. We're on Saturday, finally, back to our normal schedule. How's it no, going, that's good. It's good. Thank you for uh, being available. Appreciate it. And uh, let's, uh, won't, won't be too long today, so get it running here. We've got the SPY uh, daily uh, chart I want to talk about. And last week, you know, we uh, we ended down there um, with a indication of you know potential slight turn because um, we had gotten kind of to back to our consolidation area when we talk about um, mean reversion this is always how I think about it where did we spend a lot of time and, and that we took off from so we launched out of that area and then we kind of came all the way back to that area um, and the same thing here when we launched up, where did we go back to this uh, five, six days of consolidation? So that's how I always view uh, mean reversion is is not something purely mathematical, but more or less um, a visual cue too, where things have spent a lot of time consolidating. And that means that there's probably a fair amount of you know, committed people that got stuck. So when it gets back there, um, they they're thankful to get their money back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always been interesting. So that's uh, an example this last week here of moving up and mean reverting. So the one day performance was green. Just uh, like on Thursday, we had all of the sectors green, and then uh, Friday, uh, energy was was off, but uh, the rest were green. Uh, real estate has really been benefiting from the change in uh, the Treasury yields, so that's why it dominated on Friday as well as for the week. You can see it up 8.84%, which is phenomenal. Uh, consumer cyclical you know, benefits as well. I mean, this is a good time of year uh, for cyclical as we head towards uh, Black Friday. Um, and so the seasonality tends to be there anyway, let alone the fact that uh, we got some uh, cues from the FOMC about um, maybe we're done with rates and markets responding to that. Financials, they're seeing a bit of relief of, of pressure. They have a lot of, you know, held to maturity stuff that that got basically re recategorized. It was available for sale, but uh, got changed to hold to maturity. Uh, but they're still underwater significantly. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, um, lots of the uh, other banks have a lot of unrealized losses, and if the Treasury yields swing back that can relieve the pressure on some of that so i think that's why the financials are responding so normally before the interest rates ever were moved up so aggressively we had banks responding favorably to the interest rate hikes and that's because money center banks can you know usually do pretty well make more money from that regionals have never responded quite that well to the hikes, but money center banks certainly. But then because of the speed at which the, the rates were moved up um, and how far they went, I think that um, uh, this is what caused 
the situation for the money center banks to have rates going higher as not a good thing anymore. <laughs> and so if they relax, that can relieve the pressure. And I think that's what we're seeing here with the financials. Technology, kind of like discretionary, loves uh, lower uh, rates potentially, or at least rates not going up anymore. Communication services, similar. Utilities, uh, e that even responds a bit to uh, rates uh, easing. Basic materials responds to the dollar. Healthcare, I don't think it cares too much. Consumer defensive just kind of goes along for the ride, but you know, a lot of rotation too. Where what are you going to buy? You're going to buy more growth, you're going to buy more uh, risk on assets. So that's what we saw for the week is more of a risk on approach. Here's how things did we had consumer. Uh, Let's see what do we got here. So real estate again, we mentioned did the best, followed by financials, followed by consumer discretionary, and this is the sector ETFs now. So slightly different than the the broader market, but very good performances across the board. With uh, energy lagging, only up 2.42 percent which would normally be a good week, but not in, not in comparison with some of these other numbers. I, I did find that relative volumes were kind of tapering off near the end of the week. Friday's relative volumes were, were not that substantial, except in the real estate area. And uh, yeah. Um, well, we had a lot of so, movement this week. So yeah, we did. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, people have already been, they already got committed and, you know, don't have that much funds to keep chasing, right? Nor would you want to. So this is Friday's map of the market. You can see a few uh, symbols had, so some of that's related to earnings when they have uh, really bad down sessions, opposite of what the market's doing. A lot of it can be related to that. Energy's more that theme of uh, i mean we've already had we already had the boost from say concerns in the middle east and that's persisting um, but it doesn't seem to be spreading beyond uh, that local localized stuff so at this point energy hasn't uh, hasn't benefited anymore and it's like there's other areas to invest in right now with the treasuries dropping so uh, sorry, the Treasury yields dropping. So that's why I think it's just a, a lack of appetite more than too much in the macro area. There's the map for the week. You can see uh, NVIDIA up 11%, uh, but AMD beat it up 16.4. Micron up 10.5. Qualcomm had good earnings up 12.27. Amazon and Tesla up. So again, a few little red spots, flex, but not much for the week. So take your pick. We call this a broad market rally. Um, so yes, the fangs and the Magnificent Seven still dominate the moves, but there was participation, you know, all across the board, and especially when you look in the financials here. So um, you know, even financial data like SPGI 
asset management, BX, BLK, you know, performing as well as the chips, right? So uh, quite a broad market uh, move. Now, here's the dollar. Uh, look at that channel that we were in and look at the drop out of that. So we had this long move here from the middle of July. We headed up smoothly with fairly low volatility, just a really good climb with the dollar. And then um, we kind of got into some blue sky area, but then it stalled out, formed a channel, and now we're breaking down. So that was a very substantial move on Friday. And it potentially could drop lower. Why? Well, if the Fed is done raising rates, then you don't have an argument for a higher dollar. If there has already been a flight to quality and a defensive move into the dollar, then I mean that they're already positioned, so there's no no more need to do that. So that takes further demand off the table. Um, and you know it's uh, again one of these arguments for when something stalls out and it just can't make any more gains. Uh, fully priced uh, mean reversion is potential. And so we could head back towards our, you know, 200 day MA potentially here. I wouldn't be surprised if it dropped down there in this next week or two. There's the 10 year note. You can see that meteoric rise of that since Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there you go. So um, what, what, when you see the, the yield, dropping the bonds moving higher uh, this is bullish buy equities you know um even they bought the crypto right i mean anything anything sort of risk on so those things that have suffered because of higher rates uh and you know i'd say a higher dollar uh will benefit from lower rates and lower dollar so that's the move that we had this week and you know what? It, the seasonality for November is what, Dave? What's the seasonality for November? It's the second best month of the year, right? And for Russell, it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So you you know you wanna you wanna get back into some exposure of small caps. You wanna um, kind of work with the more risk-on assets, and um, and that's what we had, you know, right out of the gate here. November 1, 2, and 3. And so this week we had seasonality, which we talked about last last week in our podcast, was uh, you know, we had the last day of the month, then we had the first day of the new month, and then we had the first Friday of the month. And November has often shot out of the gate in the first few days. I remember one, uh, one year there, Dave, we were talking about it. Um, we got our pretty much our 5% on Russell in one day <laughs> instead of for the whole month, right? <laughs> so whole month uh, returns so, one day. Yeah, exactly. So we've seen this movie before. This is not surprising. It's doing what it has done and in in keeping with seasonality. Um, so obviously, you know, is it a chicken or egg thing? I mean, the seasonality is there anyway. The Fed happened to signal, you know, that uh, there may not be any more hikes. And we possibly could have cuts next year. And the reason for that, I talked about this a few times in the past, was, you know, it's uh, an election year. And uh, 
you know, we've, we've, we've kind of seen that movie, however you come up with the reasons why, but we have seen, you know, fiscal policies and monetary policies that support the incumbents. And it wouldn't surprise me if there was a couple of cuts next year. That may not get us out of the woods altogether. Uh, market could even respond the other way in its potential. We don't know for sure. But um, for now, the treasuries are rallying, the yields are dropping, the dollar's dropping, and the VIX is dropping. There's the VIX. So we had a kind of a peak here recently from the Middle East stuff going on and even some of the uh, U U.S. government stuff. And we still do have on the horizon, right, the uh, the debt ceiling thing. So that's that was kicked down the can kicked down the road from <laughs> from September. So uh, it's kind of going to be upon us here soon. But right now we've dropped all the way back to kind of where we came from. So is that an argument, Dave, that it could bounce from here? It's also an argument that it could continue lower because what we see with this product is that it does continually you know okay. move 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 lower right so uh, yeah so expect uh, expect potentially lower volatility as we get more and more traction from the buy side throughout the month of november and uh any surprises again could reverse it headed back up but i don't think this is a a time November is never a time to get short and be short and be stubbornly short. It's always been a time for good breadth of the market, you know, long small caps, long more risk on short some of the uh, the ETFs or the the bloated type stocks. Potentially short some of the defensive things that don't have much uh, growth prospects. Um, that's been the backdrop. The only caveat to that would be again escalation of of something that you know freaks people out and again they decide to uh, sell riskier assets and and go into cash or go back into um you know something else i don't know but but so far um this is going the way that november says to go here's the economic calendar why don't you uh tell yeah. us what we got going and also then bring up, up some earnings if we have any earnings yeah so what, the theme for this week would be a lot of Fed speak and Fed reports. On Monday, we have a Fed governor speaking, Cook. Uh, there's also the senior loan survey from the Fed. And Tuesday, again, uh, Fed vice chair speaking, Fed governor speaking, and the U.S. trade deficit numbers. But a good one to look at on Tuesday is consumer credit. Uh, consumer credit, uh, I think it's one just passed over $1 trillion, which is a the highest we've had in 10 years, the average credit card debt is like $6,000. So we're seeing that consumers using more of their credit. So it's going to give us a glimpse into what the financial condition is of the average consumer. Are they getting extended or is, could that affect spending? So that's going to be an interesting report. Wednesday, some more Fed speak. There's three different, well, four different ones. Some Fed Chair Powell delivers a, some opening remarks at a speech. Uh, again, Vice Chair. Wholesale inventories is important too. And then Thursday is initial jobless claims and more Powell speak <laughs> at the IMF. So I think it's dominated by Fed speak and um, maybe condition of the consumer and a jobless, so employment. So those are the themes for the week. In terms of earnings, right. we have a lot of earnings this week. So you have to cross check your symbols individually. But we have um, 
Tuesday, there's Bumble, the dating app. On uh, Wednesday, Arm Holdings. So it's going to give us some insight into chips. And then Disney, that's a big one. And on Thursday, there's just a lot of mixed earnings. And Friday, not much. So uh, we already had the big Fantastic Seven <laughs> report yeah, uh, for the yeah. most part. But uh, Disney is probably the biggest one this coming week. Okay. Well, um, Friday is um, not a holiday for the NYC or NASDAQ, but it is a holiday for the bonds. And um, that's why there's no economic reports on Friday. It is Veterans Day. So um, bonds aren't trading. I mean, there are some bond products that do trade still, but um, the, the banks are closed. The bonds are not trading from that perspective. So um, that could mean that, uh, you know, it could be volume a bit lighter or, or it could be a bit distorted if you don't have everything trading and it is a bit of a, a holiday for some, right? So equities never get as many holidays as, as bonds do. <laughs> come back as a bond trader next life there, Dave. Come back as a bond trader. <laughs> so, well, um, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, what I, I would kind of look at this week is, um, you know, see, see which is what has run a lot. And there may be an opportunity for the laggers, the things that's, that say me too, me too, but they're just lagging. They may want to catch up, which might mean that some of the front runners do stall out a little bit and the laggers catch up. Um, so there's always those kind of plays. Um, look, look through your groups to see some distorted relationships. Um, if you're unsure of you know, market direction and you don't want to take any of that exposure, then just work within your groups, you know, take uh, take some of your favorites. Um, you know, remember, boring boring is beautiful. You don't always have to be involved in the news side. So, you know, go into uh, consumer staples, a lot of boring stuff in there and uh, find some longs against some shorts within the same group. Um, and as far as like our subscriber lists, you know, um, neutral when you're unsure about uh, what to do on Monday morning, what, what, which way the week's going to go. Uh, you know, maybe stick with the neutral list. And if you get a good read and the market starts rolling over or something, uh, it might be better to be in the defensive uh, in the defensive list, especially after a big a big run. So uh, real estate, you know, obviously over eight percent for the week. Um, you know, any any change in direction of the uh, treasuries uh, that could uh, like because of Dave was bringing up how much Fed speak there is this week. Anything spooks the market, anything changes that, and the bonds start to um, sell off, that means yields will rise. Uh, that will directly impact the real estate group probably the most. And since it had the biggest rise last week, there could be an edge that way. Okay. Hope that helps. Thanks again, Dave. Good luck. Have a good week. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye.